Would y'all like to hear a sweet little animal story? A sweet little animal story? I thought so. So this appeared actually in People Magazine. Yes, People mm-hmm. Magazine. Because that's how we roll in culture today. Animal stories in People Magazine. <laughs> so, I'm so, not sure who we are. <laughs> so this is the story of Sugar the Sheep, in case you didn't hear. Sweet Sugar was on a farm in uh, Australia. I don't know where in Australia because I don't know much about Australia, but it was a farm in Australia. And uh, Sugar, I think, just maybe had enough of farm life. I want to get out of the small town. I want to go see the world. So Sugar ran off one day and ran pretty far from the farm, about 20 miles away, and was gone and missing for five years. Hmm. They couldn't find Sugar the sheep. Well, it turns out that folks that were visiting a sanctuary, an animal sanctuary near Victoria, Australia, uh, were actually looking at a group of kangaroos one day, and they spotted a kangaroo that didn't look quite right. No pouch, lots of fuzzy wool all over the body, turned out to be Sugar the Sheep. And so they contacted an animal rescue service, the Forever Friends Animal Rescue, who are dedicated to the rescue and rehab of vulnerable animals, who bravely went into that mob of kangaroos and said, turn over sugar right now. (laughs) There was a bit of a trial. It was a kangaroo court. But in the end. (laughs) Oh, Lord, have mercy. They turned over sugar, who made made her way or his way. I don't know whether Mm -hmm. this is a female or male sheep. And they actually sheared the excess wool that had been grown in five years, mm-hmm. almost 28 pounds yeah. of wool. Did you see that? No, I could just imagine. I mean, I know what I look like when I don't get a haircut. Right. Me too, but I've never had 28 pounds shorn off my head. 28 pounds of wool get... takes three people to hold it up. Yeah. Wow. I can't get past if if the, if sugar's in with the kangaroos. Right. Kangaroos stand in a certain posture. Sheep do not stand in that posture. So the fact that it even looked similar, thats I'm stuck on that I, detail. I think he was just telling the story in such a way as to lead us down oh. that road. I don't believe anyone was actually <laughs> confused about sugar being a kangaroo. Okay, thank I think you, she had just wandered I... <laughs> into the no. kangaroo habitat. Yeah. Okay, no, okay. No matter how much she hopped up and down, a sheep is a sheep is a sheep. Yeah. Yes. You can't yes, take Bill yes. quite this seriously okay, when sorry. he's telling sweet My animal bad. stories from People My magazine. Bad. <laughs> My bad. Okay. The good Go the good news is it's a happy ending. His kangaroo friends. Uh-huh. Oh, he. It's a he. We figured that mm-hmm. out. It's a, 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 a sugar was taken great care of by the kangaroos. He's now been rescued, shorn, mm-hmm. happy, nice fresh mm-hmm. haircut, past his wild sowing yeah. oats days, right, and, and yeah. going back to the farm. Did you get all this on uh, Gospel Coalition this morning? Nope, are nope. they doing People Magazine nope. articles People Magazine. now? <laughs> That's, those are the places you frequent, not People Magazine. Well, you know, it's, it is odd that you were pulling sweet animal stories from People Magazine. Mm-hmm. People Magazine is 
Carmen reads it when we're traveling. That's right. about the only yeah. time I think right. People yeah. Magazine generally has anything to do with uh, our show. I did think it was ironic. Let me go see if there's anything in People. Oh, here's a story about a sheep. Yeah, that <laughs> is irony. Bill was just telling us all about Sugar the Sheep. Sweet, mm-hmm. sweet, sweet, sweet little sugar story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then at the end of it, we did find out that sugar's a he. Yep. Which, in my opinion, explains why sugar ran off the farm. Why? Not mm-hmm. many guys like to be called sugar, unless it's by the waitress at a barbecue place. Right. Which, in which case, the more, if she's calling you sugar, you're going to get. You're getting great service. Great service. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know the food's going to be good. Yep. But uh, I have an a animal story of my own. It's quite different than the sugar the sheep story. This is actually an eight-mile stretch of the Blue Ridge Parkway in North Carolina has been shut down Hmm. indefinitely. Oh, I think I know why. Well, there were visitors to the area Mm -hmm. interacting with, giving food to, and trying to hold a juvenile bear. Which is not a good idea. Even this Florida boy knows that. Yeah, this was near Asheville. And you never, first of all, don't approach a juvenile bear. Not because the juvenile bear itself could be dangerous, but because if mama's in the area, you have taken your life in your hands. Yeah. So you should never be trying to feed and hold a juvenile bear in the wild. That's just a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is this time of year, autumn is when bears are stocking up on food pre-hibernation. And they're looking for, you know, all their natural, their berries and all the things that they typically eat. But they will seek out and find human food if it's available. This happens to be near a picnic area. Mm -hmm. So they'd be looking at the picnic area, see if anybody's leaving any fried chicken around. Right. Um, And when people start intentionally attracting bears with food or trash, it becomes a dangerous situation, not only for the people, Mm -hmm. but it can be dangerous for the bears as well. So they've closed this whole eight mile stretch of road, hoping that it will give the bear a chance to lose interest in the area before the situation escalates and people or bears are harmed as a result. So So is it just... It's just this one bear, though? Well, there's never just this one bear. When you're dealing with a juvenile bear, okay, mama is but, there somewhere. Yeah. So it would be just these two bears? They would close a stretch of road for two bears? I'm thinking it's going to be like a whole, what do you call a colony of bears, a mess of bears? What do you call? <laughs> I don't know. School, school well, of bears. School bears, of bears. Bears yeah. don't <laughs> typically travel in packs. Packs, They're yeah. pretty lonely. They uh, family units would be a mom and her cubs, mm-hmm. yeah. and then they're all pretty solitary. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking British. I might be a bear as we come to think <laughs> of it. There but, you go. <laughs> yeah, they've closed the whole stretch for just this incident, but it's because it's hmm. to keep people from doing something from, yeah. not smart. Yeah, yeah. And yep. they, it, it has to be closed off long enough for the bear to lose interest. That's the problem. I see. Is that they've almost trained this bear to come to this spot looking for food. I see. Got it. Okay. And so they've got to let it lay long enough to where this bear goes, well, this is not Nothing a good place to anymore. eat anymore. Yeah. yeah. No waitresses calling me sugar. Exactly. There's mm-hmm. not a glass of iced sweet tea around. Mm. <laughs> I had Bible study the other night, and one of my girlfriends, Andrea, she shared something with the whole group that, man, I've just been thinking on this. And I even told her, I said, I'm going to share this with our our listening family, but we were just having conversations about all that's going on in the world as we're watching 
what's happening in Israel and Gaza, obviously everything that just happened in Maine. It just, it feels, it feels heavy. It just, you know, not to, not to sound dramatic, but it literally just kind of feels like the world's on fire a little bit. And then that doesn't even touch what's happening in our personal lives. I've got, I got a text the other day from a friend who, someone close to her just diagnosed with bone cancer Mm. and their spine has literally broken in three places. I mean, just heavy, heavy Mm. stuff. And one of my dearest friends, you know, her daughter passed away earlier this year. So it just feels heavy and you have to lean into the Lord. We have to hold on to our faith, almost white knuckled. And Andrea shared with the, with the group, with our Bible study, she goes, you know, this was shared with me years ago and I use it a lot. And here's what she, here's what she does. Here's what she was taught. Uh, The scripture, be still and know that I am God. When you can get alone, take a couple of minutes when your heart's feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling that anxiety, when you're just feeling just that tension, get alone by yourself and, and say that scripture, be still and know that I am God. And then pause. Just pause and say a prayer. Be still and know that I am God. Yes, Father, you are the Lord. You're in control. And then the next the next thing you do is, is say, be still and know that I am. So you take off the, the last word of that scripture. So it would go like this. Be still and know that I am. And say a little prayer. Be still and know that I. And say a prayer. Be still and know that. Say a prayer. Be still and know. Yes, Father, we know you're on the throne. Be still and, and then fill in your prayer with that. And then you say, or you pray, be still. And then ultimately you get to just the word be, just be. Father, I'm going to be in your presence. I'm going to know that you're here with me. And it takes a little bit of time to do that. It probably would take two or three minutes, maybe five minutes, depending on how you want to pray or pause or just be quiet at the end of, if, you know, of that, that scripture passage. But man, when she shared that with us the other night, we were all just nodding and going, okay, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to practice that. So if you're listening this morning and your heart is filled with just anxiety or you feel fearful or fretful, um, maybe you could try that this morning because we we have to be still and know that he is God and that he has us. And none of this that's happening in the world right now is taking him by surprise. And we are his children, very much in need of his care. And we just have to lean into him. Carmen, you were just talking about the, the woman that came to your Bible study and kind of mm-hmm. led you through a prayer on, yeah. on the scripture, Andrea. be still and know mm-hmm. that I'm God. Mm-hmm. And that was you were talking, I was thinking about a couple things. One thing, that's a very typical prayer practice that's been practiced mm. for centuries mm. in the Christian church, similar things like that. And even at our church, even during a service sometimes, we'll do something mm. similar where we'll take a scripture and just, we put it up on the screen, it's it's a modern church, and we read the scripture, you know, the the the, the worship leader will read the scripture, then we'll take time to meditate on it and just pray through it, and then we'll read it again together as a whole group out loud, and then we'll take another season of sort of meditating, and then the, the worship leader will read it again. And the thing that I was thinking about with this, 
um, is that remember a few years ago when we were all reading the book by John Mark Comer Mm -hmm. on slowing down, the ruthless ruthless elimination elimination of hurry. Mm -hmm. And these are the kinds of practices that you need in your Christian life Mm. in order to slow down. And it doesn't have to be complicated. What Mm -hmm. the beauty of this is and what your friend was sharing is it really just makes you slow down enough to hear the words that God has inspired in scripture. Mm-hmm. And we go through things so fast, even sometimes this is why I don't necessarily try to read through the whole Bible every year. It's a great discipline. You're on, you're mm-hmm. going to be in your third time, right? You're finishing mm-hmm. it up, mm-hmm. which is so mm-hmm. fantastic. And I'm like, okay, Bill, 2024, you might need to do this again as well. But sometimes I just rush so much, mm-hmm. and I, I need practices in my life that just slow me down, which is what the point of like a morning devotion would be or something like that. But sometimes it's just taking a scripture or a passage of scripture and praying through it meditatively so that mm-hmm. you're savoring every word in that text, like the thing that mm-hmm. you just demonstrated. Mm-hmm. And just saying, man, Lord, you inspired this. And sometimes if you stop and really hear God's voice speaking through Scripture, man, your soul just gets cleansed, and you Mm. just get anchored Mm -hmm. in something solid to be able to face the things that we're facing Mm -hmm. in your life and in our world. So I would just encourage that as a a practice, just to to do what Carmen demonstrated. And if you missed it, you can go back on TMC Replay, the Morning Cruise Replay, and hear it later on. But, uh, But just taking a Scripture and just praying through it slowly— at mm-hmm. some point during the day can can really be a real boost for your soul and really help you connect with God in the middle of a crazy busy world. So Dave? Yes. It's happening. It is. Tomorrow. We've oh. worked together for a long time. Yes. Dave, Dave, even I know what she's talking about. And we're it on the same team. Like mm. we have been teammates for Long, long time, yeah. almost 20 years. I Except mean, we'll for this one years. week a year. Except for this one weekend. <laughs> so I just want to go ahead and say congratulations. <laughs> I am not going to take that. No, I have zero confidence. And for those of you saying, what in the world are you talking about? It's the Alabama LSU game, 730 tomorrow night. Um, I'm just going to listen. You're all, first of all, I agree with the folks on game day. LSU is a better team than the record shows. You're a good team. Yeah. Uh, they say that. We've gotten they, better as the season's yes. gone on. We had some and, real defensive struggles. Sh- sure. But your offense is, like, I love watching Jaden Daniels. He is amazing. He's a great quarterback. He mm-hmm. is. He can score more touchdowns in 30 seconds. <laughs> So you know, I love my Tide. I love my Bama, and I'm in Jay and you know Jalen Milrow, sweet guy. I am rooting for him. But you know, coming off, and I haven't talked a lot about Alabama football this season because I know we cover a large territory, and you know, there's a lot of great teams. I mean, Florida State. It's been so fun to watch yeah. them. They were the first ones year. to knock us down a peg. Yeah, first love game Florida, of the year. Yeah, Florida State, and then you know. Uh, Georgia, number two, which mm-hmm. I know that they're probably they were number one forever. Then Ohio State kind of they they the, the the poll came out and it right. flipped. Anyway, all that to say, 
our poor little old offense is just poor struggling. So I we will, shall see. Yeah, well, I just I will say uh-huh. that Nick Saban mm-hmm. is one of the most brilliant coaching minds ever to have crossed he the is. gridiron. And we had him for a little while. And then he yes, went to the Dolphins. And mm-hmm. then he came back. And not only did he come back into our conference, but he came back into our division. And he came back into a hated <laughs> rival. And so <laughs> the problem that I have is yeah. there's always a week off between mm-hmm. uh, our last game yeah. and facing Alabama. LSU and Alabama, we, all, we always have the bye week at the same time. And I do not trust anybody going up against Nick Saban after a bye week when he's Mm -hmm. had two weeks to prepare and fix Mm -hmm. what he's been seeing wrong Mm -hmm. for the Mm -hmm. rest of the season. And he seems to really just relish coming back into Baton Rouge and Mm. beating the snot out of us. Mm. So, well, y'all are both so humble when it comes to this game. You know, I'm usually pretty (laughs) confident. I mean, Burrow, the the year that the LSU had Burrow, I, I, I knew I had a feeling that wasn't going to be. I don't know. We'll see. I will say I've really, you know, I my expectations have been lowered a little bit this year, which is fine. I mean, here's the thing. You can't stay on top of the mountain forever. Um, but I just, oh, I think LSU, I think it's going to, I think you're going to smoke us with your offense. I really that do. That feeling we won't be able that to, you have right now. We won't be able to score that many points. Yeah. The, the feeling that you have at this mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. That's the feeling I get every year when we face Alabama. Mm. <laughs> So I appreciate the empathy. Yeah. But I don't think either one of us is claiming the trophy until the game no, is done. We're not. Ooh, so anyway, okay, we'll stop talking about that. But yeah, this is the one weekend a year that Dave and I are not on the same team. Do you think this could be the year Sanford could beat Alabama? No. No, no. That no. that year doesn't exist. <laughs> Speaking of sports, which we were just talking about the Alabama LSU uh-huh. game is this weekend. Big rivalry between uh, Carmen's favorite school and my alma mater favorite school. It's um, not the only sports story that has been around, and we, in fact, ignored a big one yesterday. Hmm. Oh, yeah, hmm. the World Series. The oh, Texas Rangers yes. won the World Series in four yeah. games. Yeah. Well, yeah, they won four games to one, mm-hmm. so it took five games to do it. But we actually wa- – Emily and I actually watched the end of that game. Yeah. I and, heard it was exciting. Uh, there was a lot of offense – by the Rangers. Okay. So if you're a Rangers fan, it was Bart Miller was probably dancing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he probably was. You know, like Who crazy. Who were they playing? <laughs> the Arizona play? Diamondbacks. And that was oh, part okay. of the problem. It was one of the mm. lowest rated World Series in recent Ever. years mm. uh, because they're, uh, other than Bart Miller, there just aren't that many Rangers fans or mm. Diamondback fans as compared to some of other the other teams, teams in yeah. bigger markets. Um and both teams were, I think, wild card teams. So it's not even like they were the ones everybody was buzzing about all year. Mm-hmm. They had to mm-hmm. earn their way in. They had mm-hmm. to earn their way through the playoffs. They had to earn. So in some ways, it's a little bit of a Cinderella story on both sides. But we watched the last couple of innings, and that's the last. That's the only innings of the entire five game series that I watched. That's it. That's it. Because you were watching some of the. You know, well, when the Astros well, were in it, it was his right. other team. That yeah, was in there. I was yeah. interested because that's the team I grew up pulling for. Right, right. And when the Rangers beat the Astros, I was like, okay, peace out. See y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I, I heard that they put, you know, the, 
so I read about the World Series. That's just to let you know where I'm coming from here. <laughs> right. But I, I heard they put like like a half a billion dollars into building this team after a couple of years ago when the Rangers, you know, record Almost, was so yeah. dismal. Yeah. And I was expecting people to sort of jump on that. Instead, the comments were more, hey, this was a great rivalry. And it was that kind of Cinderella story just a little bit. So it, it is the it first good... championship for the Rangers in franchise history as well. So oh, there that's that. cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, congratulations to the Texas Rangers. Not to take anything away from that from that win. Um, it is yeah. one of those things where you sort of expect, you know, the winning team to have put a lot of money in to yeah. to, to build the team. And I guess that's just the way it is these days. You've got to spend the money if you want to win the championships. Well, pretty much. I mean, you got to have the players. The Rays uh, made it pretty well. You know, they were eliminated by the Rangers. The yeah. Rays are not a team that spends a lot of money necessarily on players they don't. year in, year and out. Wasn't there a period, and again, sorry, I don't watch baseball, so I'm I'm out over my skis here, but I think there was a period during this past season where the Rays had like a long, long winning stretch. Uh, they and oh, started yeah. the season oh, yeah. with one yeah. of the longest yeah. winning streaks in yeah. the history of the sport and then mm. did wow. pretty well throughout the season and mm-hmm. led their division for quite some time and then were eliminated mm-hmm. by the Rangers. If I have mm-hmm. any real connection to the Rangers, yeah, other than the fact that we know Bart Miller, right, it would be that uh, there's a Nolan Ryan connection with the Rangers yeah. as he's one of the uh, part owners of the team, have been. And my dad's favorite player was Nolan Ryan. Oh, that's so, cool. You know, there's mm-hmm. a little bit of me that's trying mm-hmm. to find a reason to care. And I guess that's going to be it. <laughs> well, you gave a fitting tribute none- nonetheless. Do not call a meeting in my suite right now. Because uh, okay. if you do, when you walk in, you will see boxes full of T-shirts. Ah. That's true. It's like walking through a maze. Just to get to the bathroom. It is. It truly is. And the T-shirts are marked Monroe, Noonan, Carrollton. Those are mm-hmm. our first three Monday morning stops in Georgia for T-shirts for turkeys. Others are marked Sarasota, Port Orange, which we just added that stop, uh, Tampa, Bartow, Clearwater. We're going to be in all those locations on Monday morning at 730. Yeah. This yes. is T-shirts for turkeys, and it kicks off on Monday. It is, uh, goodness, our twentieth year, I think, doing nineteenth or twentieth year. We've 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 lost count. Anyway, right. uh, brand new T-shirt this year, first time. It's a uh, front and back T-shirt. It's navy. Uh, I really I love this design. It's kind of what's in right now, where you kind of have something like over the the, the front, you know, pocket. Right. So to speak, it's a it's an old timey microphone, which is just awesome. You can go take a look at the picture on the website uh, at thejoyfm.com. But yes, we have 40 stops just in Florida. I don't even know how many we have in Georgia. We've got a ton 25. in Alabama. 25. 25 oh my in Georgia. Word. Yep. Yep. Just between those two right there, that is 65 stops. I mean, we're going to be out everywhere. But here's what you need to do. Today's Friday. So you literally have three days today, Saturday, Sunday to plan your next week because it, there's a lot of stocks, but they come fast. They come furious. I mean, we are we are out and about. Uh, so look now to see when we're going to be near you and make plans to come, because I'm telling you, it happens every year. 
someone calls, they text, they DM, and they say, when are you coming to Bartow? And then we have to say, we, we are yesterday morning. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so just, just plan for it and bring us a frozen turkey or $10 a paper turkey. And we've mentioned this a couple of times this year too, and, and we'll probably keep mentioning, mentioning it, but just with inflation and the, the cost of things, if you can toss in a little more, maybe do $15 Instead of 10, that would be so, so helpful. All of this money goes straight to the ministries. We literally hand it to them on site and they have, you know, deals with grocery stores and, and places, you know, where they can buy uh, turkeys in bulk uh, for all the paper turkeys that we receive. Uh, so just thank you for what you're going to do next week. I think it's going to be a fantastic record setting week. You know that this weekend, this is going to happen. You're going to DoorDash or Uber Eats or Grubhub or something this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. No, Bill. I don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> well, but honestly, Dave, you do this. Carmen, you've done this with Uber yeah. Eats. Dave, you use DoorDash, DoorDash. generally, yeah. I think yeah. we're a DoorDash. We might be Grubhub. I think we do this at the Martin Home. We don't do it that, that frequently, but we do. We yeah. use these yeah. services. Yeah. We did it last mm-hmm. night, to be honest with you. Um, when you do, typically the driver gets a delivery fee. I mean, yeah. sure. all yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. And you have the option to tip. That's yeah. true. And I always tip, mm-hmm. but I, I tip by works, not by faith. <laughs> what do I mean by what that? Mean? I'm I would not, like yeah. to know. Yeah. Yeah. I want to tip on based on the service that uh-huh. I get rather than tipping up front. Well, it, the Wall Street Journal. Uh, did a, a story this last week on DoorDash and the, the tipping policy or the tipping practices, I guess I should say. And they sort of warned users that not tipping a delivery driver could mean waiting longer for your meal. Well, wait, hold on, though. I'm a little. I'm, Me too. Then I, I'm confused on this because I typically do Uber Eats more through the week than I do on the weekend because Pete usually grills or I'm making, you know, a soup or what have you. So we we tend to cook at home on the weekend. There have rare, rare, rare occasion I'll Uber Eats on the weekend. But when I'm and I do Uber Eats, that's the one I use when it goes when you're doing your order, like say I'm doing a spinach feta wrap and a cold brew with a splash of heavy cream. <laughs> I wonder if that's my normal order. Huh. Uh, <laughs> I am well, and a tall dark rose for this one over here, Thank you. Mr. Bill Martin. So, but you go through, and then it the tip comes up, and right. it has like eighteen percent, twenty percent, twenty two percent. It has that even before I check out. So you. So do my that tip is never front. right. Well, I. But what I'm saying is, in my app, unless I'm doing option. it wrong, yeah. I don't have an option to do it later. You can add an additional tip later, but. You tip up front okay. in, unless I've unless there's a button that I'm missing. I've never tried it that way with DoorDash. I don't know that that's an option. I know when I've Ubered a ride as opposed to Uber Eats, you can yeah. do the tip after yes. the ride. Yes. But I don't know and, about. And, inst- and I'm thinking about Instacart, too, where oh, I'm trying to picture the screen because I think with Instacart, you can. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't speak to Instacart. I think so, you can add an additional tip, too. So you're saying that you like to make sure that you've gotten the food and the order is correct before you determine whether or not to tip. But 
DoorDash, according to this article, may may be a little slower to get to the door if you don't tip ahead. Yeah, of time. as a matter of fact, the uh, the folks at DoorDash said in this article hmm. that the company pays people between two and ten dollars per delivery, based okay. on the the size of the order, how far they sure. have to drive, right. and all that kind sure. of stuff. But that sure. drivers, dashers, uh-huh. can pick and choose which orders that they want to do, and mm-hmm. orders that take longer to be accepted by dashers because there might not be a tip mm-hmm. tend to result in slower delivery. Hmm. So gotcha. if you want better delivery, uh-huh. offer tip. a better tip. Maybe I'm thinking about the additional tip you offer on the backside of this. Because, okay. I mean, I want the driver to be tipped. And yeah. I, I sometimes want to be really more generous if it gets mm-hmm. there quickly, if the mm-hmm. food is hot. Hot, yeah. And if it's correct. Yeah. But yeah. I guess what they're saying is delivery drivers mm-hmm. can see what customers leave and if there's not something that makes it a desirable delivery okay. they may pass over it so if you're I, a cheapskate yeah you're probably going to wait a little longer for your meal right here's what i think here if i, I mean obviously you got the article over there i can look at it in a minute i think what they're saying is it, that maybe they're looking at the percentage of tip that you've already chosen i think so possibly yeah not because you can't tip afterward i mean yeah. you can't you can't get to the checkout without tipping. Okay. Well, you can. You, I think there's a no tip option. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. If I were them, I wouldn't. I'd make them wait <laughs> yeah. too. Lord have Maybe, mercy. Uh, if you are a Dasher or an Uber Eats driver or Postmates or whatever, you can mm-hmm. text us and chime, chime in, in on this and yeah, let us know what you think. Eight hundred four five six eight nine ten. Wow, I've heard from a lot of dashers and other drivers mm-hmm. for other services. This one mm-hmm. says there were customers that didn't tip at all, plenty of them. Ugh. And sometimes big orders and you get like one or two dollars. Mm. I mean, I can understand I can understand mm. it yeah. on that one. We are getting some why response would you not, on this. Why would you not tip though? That the whole point of that is that you want the convenience. You don't want to leave your house. I just don't when you know people in the service industry, I just feel very strongly about this. When you know people in the service industry, that is how they make their money. And it is a service to you. So, right. And I get that there's a service fee, but I mean, that's not I, I, that's not a tip. No. You know? And, you know, so, there's incentive if the job mm-hmm. is paying off a little better. People are going to mm-hmm. be compelled to work a little better and you're going to get better mm-hmm. service. And it works like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And it works the opposite if you don't. Mm-hmm. So Mm. we're hearing from drivers today for sure. We were talking about tipping and and why with these uh, food delivery services, tipping happens up front before you actually get your order and what that means for customers and for drivers. So Melody's on the line. She drives for both DoorDash and Uber Eats. So Melody, how does this whole thing work? So how it works um, as a driver for both. So you can sit in front of whatever restaurant it is or, you know, busy place, and you get into a pool of drivers. So all the drivers are waiting for an order in whatever specific area. So the area does, you know, it depends on where you're ordering from and where the drivers are located. So um, that I, I can't tell you specifics. However, you are in a pool, so whoever's been waiting the longest is going to get that call first. But then there's also priority drivers. Like if you have a great rating and you typically, um, you know, like if you get a McDonald's order, a lot of people are going to just pass it because people aren't really going to tip on a McDonald's order. So the fee for you driving is only really about $2.50 to $3. Mm. So if 
you get that and you see that, you, is it really worth starting your car and the wear and tear on it to go and pick this up and deliver it to who knows where? It could be five miles away for $2.50. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the lowest. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when you actually, you know, let's say someone adds a $5 tip on top of that, then it's $7.06. Oh, well, that's a lot more attractive. So that is worth mm-hmm. my time to go, you know, run up to McDonald's or wherever it is. So that's why if you, if, you know, let's say this driver says, okay, that's not worth my time, then it has to be filtered around to the next driver. And if they don't want to do it, then it has to be filtered. So that's why it would take longer to get your food sure. rather than just, um, you know, so if you tip up front, then it's like, okay, I want to take this order, so I'm going to go and jump on this. You know, everybody wants to jump on those. And the priority drivers typically um, will get the calls first, and they don't usually decline calls because that also goes against their rating. So they want to take the calls. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, I, I guess you could say more valuable um, because they do accept pretty much every call that they get. Yeah, we had somebody who was a driver text and say that most individuals don't tip after delivery. So seeing that tip up front not only helps your service, Mm -hmm. but it helps us secure our income. So this is helpful just to get a picture of the world that you live in because Mm -hmm. we value people in the service industry. We were talking about it off the air. And we, we really, like, there's no no scenario in which I won't tip. I just sometimes add a tip afterwards uh, but that was helpful for me to even understand how this works this morning. Thank you, Melody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, I have one more thing to share. So on Uber Eats, you are able to add a tip afterwards. But a lot of yes. times on DoorDash deliveries, you are not able to add the tip afterwards. Ah. So you have to add it before. Gotcha. Which, I mean, I order from them all the time. So I totally understand how you were explaining about, you know, I base it on service. Because yeah. sometimes I'll ask, can you just make sure I get my ranch dressing or, you right. know. <laughs> or whatever it is and then you get it and it's like okay now i have a drink with no straw so how yeah. am i going to drink this you know yeah. so things like that so you do want to tip according to the service right um but yeah so doordash typically you cannot tip after they don't let you hmm. um, but on uber eats you are able to adjust your tip um mm-hmm. and you know add or even take away on uber well thank you so much melody we appreciate your call no problem so thankful that you guys were uh, able to talk to me this morning sure. it could help. have a great weekend have a great, day. Have a great weekend bye-bye that is the latest from torin wells it's called crazy about you he, by the way, is crazy busy right about now, and this is going to be nuts because we've talked mm-hmm. about the fact that uh, he's getting ready to start a church. He'll be a part of a church plant in uh, Williamson County, Texas, and uh, if you want more information, it's called Whitestone Church at mm-hmm. Whitestone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you in can Austin, look it up. Right, outside of, mm-hmm. right outside of Austin, yeah. Right, and uh, they're going to be starting up January 28th, okay? So mm-hmm. right at the end of January, first services. You know what he's getting ready to do right now? Go on a tour. He's going on a Christmas tour with <laughs> Katie Nicole. And, uh, I saw this. Yeah. I mean, this is like, dude, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got a church to plant. What are you doing going out on a Christmas tour? But that's what he's doing. <laughs>
Here's the thing, uh, Jordan Smith and and Katie Nicole and Torin Wells out on a Christmas tour. We've talked yeah. about this with Torin, just you know, just personally, and just his desire to do this church plant, which is great. Mm-hmm. But he's going to make everyone who's ever tried to plant a church just a little mad. He'll have he had four thousand people at like the test service for yeah. this oh, thing, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. Who plants a church? And on the first day of your your grand opening, if you want to call it that, yeah, mm-hmm. you've already planned three services. Torn yeah. Wells does Torn that Wells. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you think that'll probably be enough? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I love him. Today's the day. Today's the day. I. She has been get... waiting for this for two <laughs> yes. weeks. No. Yes, I get my babies back. I get my babies back. I'm so excited. Uh, they're actually at the airport right now in London, getting ready to fly home. They uh, they both FaceTime me, you know, separately. And of course, you know, me being mom, I'm like, I said, I'm scared to ask this question, but I'm going to ask. <laughs> I'm like, are y'all ready to come home? And they both answered the same way. They said, we're not, we're sad that this experience, you know, this time is over because it's been so good. And I'm so thrilled for them. I mean, to be sisters, and if you're just tuning in and saying, Carmen, what are you talking about? My daughters uh, have been in Europe for the last two weeks. This is a trip they've been planning since March. And they did London, Paris, Switzerland, Germany, and then back to London to fly home. And it's just a trip of a lifetime. However, the way they're talking, I'm sure this is the first of a trip of a lifetime yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> for them. I think they'll start planning the next one. But they both said they're they're tired of living out of a suitcase. They're ready to be home. And then sweet Abby she says, she goes, Sissy asked me, you know, last night if I was ready to get back to, to real life. And Abby said, honestly, the only thing I'm, I'm really missing is mom and dad. Everything else, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. so, you don't really like, miss your job when you're on vacation yeah. necessarily. Yep. yep. So they're coming home tonight. They're about to get on the flight. So I know I sound crazy and neurotic, but if y'all would just say a prayer for my my baby girls as they fly home just for a safe flight. For sure. I'll be a little on edge today for sure. Yeah. How long is the flight? Well, that's what Haley was talking about. She said they gained an hour flying over mm-hmm. um, because they had a tailwind, but they, it's, they're leaving it. It's almost two o'clock there. I think it's, yeah, it's, they're leaving it two there. Yeah. And then they land tonight, I think it's 725. So whatever, I think they're five hours ahead. So y'all go figure out that time. However, it's a seven, eight, nine hour flight. It's a longer flight home than it was going over. Yeah. Right. The question for you, did so, you actually yep. face, did the girls actually FaceTime you or talk to you every day? No. On the strip? Nope. Not every and day? I was, nope. I was super intentional and I let them FaceTime me. I didn't FaceTime right. them once. I right. didn't want to be, you know, that mom. But they FaceTimed me. It's funny how it ended up. It just, they FaceTimed me on the first Sunday after they left Hillsong Church in London. And then they FaceTimed me this last Sunday. They were in Switzerland at the end of the night. So it just ended up being on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And then they FaceTimed me, you know, just a couple minutes ago at the, at the airport. Um, But they would send pictures and an occasional text, but I kind of let them lead as far as, you know, how much they Mm -hmm. wanted to communicate they and kept all of could... us up to date on social media. Oh, they did. Too, a lot which of posting. Was, which, oh. was, which was great. Yeah. That's just changed. Like when I went to Europe, like for yeah. six weeks, I, oh, I don't yeah. think I talked. I may have talked to my parents once yeah, in six weeks. Yeah, just a new day. But even well, if I went today as a kid, mm-hmm. like I was then, but with all the technology we have today, yeah, I don't yeah. think I would have directly contacted my parents as much as daughters 
tend to contact do their moms. with their moms. Yeah. But you know, what's so funny is I was walking through Steve's office the other day and he said something, he was like, Oh yeah, they're so-and-so right now. And I'm like, what? And I, I said, are you talking about Haley and Abby? He goes, Oh yeah, they're having lunch at so-and-so right now. I'm like, I'm like, I think, I think you know more about this trip than I do because they all have a text thread between them. I mean, Steve and Jules and Jr. and Cotton, and they have this text thread that just is constantly popping off. Right. And so, and it's just funny things that they talk about or whatever. So I, I can guarantee you that Jay and those guys, they talk to my daughters more than I talk huh. to my daughters. <laughs> I think you're probably right. On this trip, which is cute. I love it. They're all super close. If you don't want to feel like you've got jet lag Monday morning, it might be a good idea if you ate dinner just a little earlier tonight and tomorrow and went mm -hmm. to bed tonight just a little bit earlier. And by all means, do not stay up an hour later <laughs> on Saturday. But I'm we're falling this, back, Bill. I know. And this is the thing. It used to be that like radio stations like us, we had mm -hmm. to really be on this. It's like, oh, my mm -hmm. goodness, you guys, it's daylight savings time. Everybody on all your shows Make mm -hmm. sure you say this over and over again. Remind people to set their clocks back. Yeah. Forget. We haven't said it once this week because mm -mm. who needs to do it anymore? Yeah. It does it for you. All the digitals that do yep. it. I think I my microwave clock and the clock in the oven, I think, need Same. to be reset. Yeah. Same. Only two. Yep. Okay. Let me ask you this. Speaking of which. Yeah. Because we fall back and uh, uh, when I say this, I just wish we'd pick a time and keep it. But Dave, when you're setting or Emily, when you're doing the microwave and the oven, do you like stand there to just get them? Right. I mean, you have to almost be boom, boom to get those things to sync up. Because if they're not synced up, it will drive me insane. <laughs> I, I don't do them simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. But I am very intentional about making, you know, I'll set this one and then I'll uh -huh. set that one a minute ahead and gotcha. then wait to hit Gotcha. Start the other one. Yes. Until you know. <laughs> yes. it, okay. Now they're in sync. <laughs> We're I cannot have on OCD on this. Yeah. One. I can't have uh, two clocks. Nope. One on top of the other that say different times. Same. 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 It's always a uh, a bit of a challenge. It's worse in the spring for us, and I don't mind yes. falling back. But it is important. Sleep experts say if you can adjust your bedtime a little bit earlier tonight. And not stay up tomorrow and maybe have a little earlier dinner, yeah. you can make the adjustment better. Here's the problem. See, the LSU-Alabama game doesn't kick off until 745. <laughs> I know, on Saturday. There, there's not going to be any going to bed a little early. No. Okay, remember no. everything I just said? Forget it. That's what <laughs> I'm also, saying. Yeah. <laughs> Carmen's girls on the plane mm -hmm. in London on the tarmac mm -hmm. and headed home in about 24 minutes, I think, is when the flight takes off 23 and now we've had a couple not texts this morning of you not that she's watching minute by minute. <laughs> have you have you downloaded the uh the the tracker so that you can actually yeah, watch well, their flight i do have flighty and that's what you can watch on the only thing is is again it's one of those apps where you can pay to get the pro version right i just i don't know that i want to I don't know that I want to pay for another app that I'm going to use. Yeah, I've got the free over. version, same app, yeah. and I watched yeah. Emily come home from Maine with it. I yeah, do Plane Finder. Plane Finder is uh -huh. free, and I okay. can keep track of flights that way. You can. Okay. And this yeah. is flighty, just for those of you who uh, are interested. I've got yeah. the free version right now, too. But, yeah, they're, they, they leave in 23 minutes. We had a couple people text this morning and say, hey, when the girls get back, I would love for you guys to have them on the show. 
just mm-hmm. to talk about like their experiences, tell us how they prepared. One person who may be in the same age group says, I'd love to know mm-hmm. kind of how they budgeted for this trip yeah. and made it happen. And I mean, all that's relevant. I'd love to get the girls oh. on the show. Okay. Yeah. I'll, we got t-shirts for turkeys next week. So it'd be a right. little bit tough next week, but I'll definitely, I'll, I'll ask them to come in. I'm sure that they will. And I think Haley even set up a, I want to say she set up an account, another account. And then every time she got paid, she just pulled some money over. Um, and then they, they did do, I think their the airline is Norse Atlantic. And she said that was a lot more reasonable, the flights. And they did Orlando with a direct to Gatwick in London. So I know that that's their flight, but t-shirts for turkeys next week, making a little hard right here. Uh, Monday morning. I just want Dave, you pull up Alabama. Yep. I've got Florida. I just want to do a heads up because the next time we talk to you, cause it's the end of the show here today. The next time we see you on Monday morning, it, it's going to be game on. I mean, it will be starting in just a, you know, an hour and a half or so. Uh, so I want you to prepare today, but Monday morning, Sarasota, we're going to be in Sarasota, Tampa in the Waters Avenue area, Bartow, Clearwater, and then we just added Port Orange, which is near Daytona. So Sarasota, Tampa, Bartow, Clearwater, Port Orange. If you're listening Monday morning, when we come back, that is your time slot. Right. Same thing for Monroe. In Georgia, the Chick-fil-A at 620 Highway 138, the Thomas Crossroads Chick-fil-A, uh, Carrollton, the Chick-fil-A at 1156 Bankhead Highway. Those are three Georgia stops Monday morning. Just the one in Dothan on Monday morning. It's actually from 11 to 2, so you'll have a, a long time through the lunch hour to respond. Healthcare Resource Center, Main Street in Dothan. That'll be your Monday stop. You can check all of these out at the website. Can I just make one small plea? Uh, uh, yeah. Depends on what it is. The morning cruise is going to be out in Riverview <laughs> on Monday at Reach Listen, City Church. That's Monday, Monday afternoon. afternoon, right? And if I'm just being really honest, oh, we've heard curtain, this for over a week now. We go we, ahead. Well, we had a performance review that didn't go so well, and I wouldn't say <laughs> that. We're just feeling a little insecure right My now. Word. No, there's no we. There's no unless there's a mouse in your pocket. There's no we. Right. If if we show up in Riverview Monday afternoon and like six people show up, it's 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 well maybe we need it. Maybe there's maybe the Lord's humbling is <laughs> yeah. is working. He's awful. Yikes. He is terrible. But he is I'm terrible. expecting at least twelve people. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. Bill has said this for literally a week. He's like. What if no one shows up at the one that we're at? What, right. what if no one comes? We're well, like, Bill, which Lord is, have I mean, mercy. let's be honest. Review, we're, so. we're sort of used to Bill <laughs> being, you know, Debbie Downer. And <laughs> the, you're the one that, if, so if anybody's going to have a bleak outlook on something or see the negative side of a positive, it's you. It's going to be you it's, of the three of us. I just want to <laughs> say, by definition, a glass half full is also a glass half empty. Like that. That's what I'm talking like about. And this this negative review he keeps talking about that I, I we've had much worse. Yes, I can remember. In fact, I can lay them out for you. <laughs> One of them specifically scarred me for life. Oh, it's amazing we've survived. But anyway, T-shirts for Turkey starts Monday. Come out and see us Monday morning or morning cruise in the afternoon. Riverview Reach City. I just even when somebody introduces themselves as Valerie, I get chills. Bill's Big Word of the Day.
Open-endedness is the big word of the day today. No hyphens, all one word. It's a noun, the act or quality of being generous. It's liberality, generosity, sharing. The word goes back to the 1600s. I don't know why people were feeling particularly open-handed in the 17th century. Maybe it's a positive effect of the reformations that happened throughout the 16th century. Could be. So here is a sentence to go along with the word. During T-shirts for turkeys, our listeners demonstrate open-handedness motivated by compassion and love. To check out where we'll be on Monday morning, you can find the T-shirts for turkeys locations at thejoyfm.com. This is the morning cruise.